At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the pittsburgh city cast with tim benz presented by bet rivers it is the Madden Monday podcast for this week. Tim Benz and Mark Madden, glad you're with us. Let's talk Super Bowl first and foremost as we are brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com. AFC, NFC Championship games in the books. Super Bowl set, Bengals versus Rams. Mark, what were your biggest takeaways from the two championship games? Kansas City ain't all that. I mean, they're a real good team. But they go to pieces as often as not in pressure situations. Every year we wonder how many Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes going to win. Maybe it's only going to be one. It reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers when he won that Super Bowl early in his career against Pittsburgh when Rashard Mendenhall fumbled. And people wondered a lot how many he'd win. Well, he's only won one, same as Brett Favre, which really isn't that impressive. And it says a lot about the capricious nature of MVP awards and how different regular season football is than playoff football when Tom Brady's going to retire with seven Super Bowls but only three MVPs, and Rodgers has the one Super Bowl and is about to win his fourth MVP. When it comes to Mahomes and the decision-making in the red zone at the end of both halves, I found it to be arrogant on his part, arrogant on Andy Reid's part, Got to go for the field goal with that one snap with five seconds left to go at the end of the first half. Yes. Got to do something smarter than what he did at the end of the game in the second half. Field goal kicker bailed him out, but how do you lose 17 yards on that play? Yeah, but I, I really put a lot of blame on Andy Reid because that was really arrogant on his part to not take the field goal and pile up points and make the lead safer. I just don't know how you do that. I don't know the point of not kicking the field goal there in to throw the ball short of the goal line. I mean, it was like a daily double of stupidity. It really was dumb because, you know, if you're making the decision that you're making because you think your quarterback is smart enough with that little amount of time to not make that decision, well, then you misread your own quarterback, I guess. Yeah. Um, again, I think the better team won. Cincinnati just played better football when it caught And I think Joe Burrow now, people are going to be talking about him like he might be superior to Mahomes. And if he wins the Super Bowl, well, he will have been superior this year, that's for sure. Yeah, beat him twice. Do you think they beat the Rams? They are currently three-and-a-half-point underdogs to start, according to Bet Rivers. Really? I'm surprised by that. I thought it would be pretty much an even game. Then again, the Rams are at home True. Uh, for the Super Bowl. Then again, how much home field advantage will that be really? 
they didn't have much home field advantage to get against the Niners. Whenever the Rams scored, it seemed to quiet the crowd. Uh, <laughs> Los Angeles just isn't a town that should have NFL football, let alone two teams. But uh, it's going to come down to Burrow against L.A.'s defense with Aaron Donald and so forth. And right now, Tim, I kind of like Burrow and the points. I'm going to go with you on that. That was my first thought, too. I thought it'd be closer to a pick And I think your point about the crowd issue, Mark, is legitimate, especially in the sense that, I mean, when I was watching the game, I noticed what you did, that it felt like it was more of a Niners crowd than a Rams crowd. And the only time I felt like the Niners were truly playing on the road was extremely late in the game after the go-ahead score by Los Angeles when... It felt like the RCA Dome back in the early 2000s when you used to go there and they used to pipe in the crowd noise. It was all the artificial stuff, like over the crowd speaker and the, you know, the music and all that, the PA guy. And you're not allowed to do that in the Super Bowl. Remember that from Tampa last year? Yeah. Uh, again, I just don't think L.A. should have football. I'm not sure L.A. should have the Super Bowl. But, but here we are, and, uh, boy, it really makes you realize if you're a Steelers fan – how screwed they are with Joe Burrow in that division. Joe Burrow and all those weapons who are relatively young as well. I got the impression, Mark, you were higher on Carr and Garoppolo as potential options for the Steelers next year than you were the passel that it would take to get Rodgers or Wilson. What do you think about Garoppolo after this game? Oh, I'd take him. He knows how to win. I mean, he didn't make a good decision at the end of the game uh, on that pick, but, I mean, if he gets sacked, it's like fourth and a million, too, so I kind of understand why he threw the ball. But uh, he's a winner. Look at his record with the Niners. And, you know, Mina Kime said that, you know, he's like the kid who works on the school project that gets an A but didn't do anything. Well, you know, I don't like what Garcia said about Mina Kimes. She's qualified to opine about that. She's educated in football, even though she didn't play. But that doesn't mean she's right about that. Uh, Garoppolo is a decent quarterback. He's certainly better than, than Mason Rudolph. And to my mind, certainly better than most of the quarterbacks in the league. I don't know if he's top 10, but I'd say he's top 15. I think if you get Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to see Mason Rudolph anyway because he's too injury prone. Yeah, maybe. You might be right about that, but I don't think you're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo anyway. I think the Steelers will get a veteran that's much more nondescript than that, somebody in the mold of a Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I was thinking Trubisky as well as a prospect. Marcus Mariota is a name you constantly hear. What'd you think of Art Rooney's statement that they are still considering themselves in contention for the Super Bowl? That strikes me as the epitome of lip service. Well, no, no, Tim, that's not really what he said. He said the goal every year is to win a Super Bowl. That's just nonsense. I mean, I don't think he really thinks that if he does, he's a dope. This team is nowhere near a Super Bowl. No, it isn't, and I feel the same way. I think he's trying to— nowhere near a division title. He's trying to convince himself, and he's trying to convince us. And I understand why he's trying to convince us if you saw the attendance numbers and the TV ratings locally. Yeah, what the, the attendance at Heinz Field was 88%, I think. And admittedly, all the tickets are sold. And I'm not sure what that reflects, Tim. That might just reflect that the season ticket holders at Heinz Field are these old bastards who, when push comes to shove on a Sunday morning, they can't be bothered to get out of bed. And I'm not, not really kidding about that. But the figure that would bother me is that their local TV rating for Steelers games on TV is down by 10%. Yeah. Now, that's people who just aren't watching. That's people who, you know, they don't have to do any, They don't even have to get out of bed, Tim, to watch the game, and they're still <laughs> opting not to. So, yeah, that would, that would worry me. See, I think it's a franchise in disarray, but nobody else seems to think that, so that's fine. 
that'll make the, the fall all the more further and all the more fun for me. I don't know, Mark. I don't know how much further they're going to fall. They've fallen pretty far oh, as yeah, it is. Nobody interprets it that way, Tim. Uh, well, that's because they're just so willing to lap up whatever spin is out there. And I think like Melvin Ingram's running amok in that game today, and admittedly the Chiefs still lost. People are saying hostages and volunteers and dad, dad, dad. <laughs> you know, and, and like Heisman's had a pretty good season, but the point was never whether Ingram should start over Highsmith. Although I think that that should have been probably considered more. Uh, but they should have just kept Ingram. No matter what he wanted, they should have made him, you know, sit out and refuse to play and not get paid. But he wouldn't have done that, you know. Then, believe me, Melvin Ingram would, wouldn't have complained. All those games when Watt was hurt, Highsmith was hurt, he would have had to play. Melvin Ingram would have had to play a lot in like what nine or ten of the seventeen games. Also, T.J. Watt takes himself out a lot, and if they had kept going when they all three were capable of playing with that look that they rolled out in the Bills game, uh, I thought that was a tough thing for other offenses to deal with. I liked all three of them at the fi- on the field at the same time. I know, well, yeah, And the point is, letting him go because he wanted to leave. I mean, James Washington wanted to leave too. Uh, but Tomlin's not scared of James Washington. He's scared of Melvin Ingram. It's a cowardly move by a cowardly coach, I, I think. I mean, I don't understand why you say that you want volunteers, not hostages, but then when Washington wants traded, you keep him. I, I don't get the difference between him and Melvin Ingram. Is it also cowardly to just constantly replace coaching vacancies with people who are already on the staff instead of thinking boldly and going outside the organization on occasion? Yeah, my column uh, for the Trib that ran today, Sunday, said all about that. I mean, you look at the four offensive coordinators from Arians to Haley to Feekner to the current one, Matt Canada, they were all a drop in pedigree and performance in terms of the offense. And then you look at the offensive line coach, it's even more ridiculous. I went from Munchak to his assistant, to his assistant's assistant, to his assistant's assistant's assistant. Tim, that's not a coaching tree. That's a human centipede. (laughs) And we all know which way it flows. I've seen that movie. Since you brought up Munchak, he now is available, it looks like. I mean, a coach has been let go in Denver. That means assistants can look elsewhere. But they wouldn't bring him back even if he wanted to come back, would they? No, because that would make it seem like they made a bad move letting him go, even though they let him go because he wanted to go to Denver to be near his family, whatever that drivel was back then. So, no, they won't bring him back. And at 61, who knows if he wants to coach anymore if it come all the way back across the country to do so. Madden Monday, Mark Madden with us, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. And also, Tim, I'm not sure Munch makes that offensive line all that much better. No, I think a position coach can only do so much, and so much was what he did the first time he was here when admittedly he worked wonders, but I think he had more to work with then. Well, that's right. He had better talent. One thing that shouldn't be forgotten was, with, with the current offensive line, they never expected DeCastro and Ponce to retire at the same time. Uh, Ponce, they had an inkling, I think, from the middle of of, of his final season. But DeCastro with the ankle, that, that kind of – I wouldn't say it surprised them, but I think the finality and the timetable surprised them. Last thing on the Steelers, Mark, Rooney's statements echoing what Tomlin said about being willing to put everything on the table when it comes to quarterback options. Do you believe it, or is that just – trying to allay the fans from squawking too much before that decision is eventually made to go with Mason Rudolph anyway. I don't believe it for one second. 
Art Rooney and Mike Tomlin are a perfect match as owner and coach because every time they open their mouth, Hostman or tumbles out. To quote Danny McBride in the great movie Tropic Thunder, I don't know what it's called. I just know the sound it makes when it lies. <laughs> it feels like to me they're entering Pirates territory where they're setting themselves up to say, oh, well, you know, we would have gone up the draft board for Kenny Pickett, but if, look at what Washington did. Or, yeah, we would have gone after Aaron Rodgers, but did you see what Denver gave up? We couldn't do that. That's the old Pirates trick. We were in it till the end. Yeah, again, just a bunch of crap. Uh, speaking of crap, Mark, what you think of the Penguins' three-game losing streak? Well, I'm not that upset. They got points in two of the games, but it is disconcerting. They lost uh, three games in a row at home to lesser teams. Yeah. Although the LA Kings aren't terrible. But, but you look at the loss to the Kings. They were down 3-1. to one. Russ scores two goals in the third as he continues to price himself out of Pittsburgh when his free agency hits. But then Sid makes a turnover high in the zone and they give up a breakaway with six and, and, and 30 left. So, I mean, you can't lose games that way. And, Tim, I don't know if he's the cause or merely a symptom, but the team structure has gone to crap since Malkin came back. But it ain't just him either. I mean, Latang today was a nightmare. I wrote about that a little bit after the loss to the Kraken, and I think I heard from a lot of the same voices you hear from all the time, the Geno bots on Twitter uh, flooding my mentions in my inbox because I had the audacity to point out that he made two bad turnovers in the third period, one of which led to the eventual game winner after Carter lost the faceoff. But I did what you just did. You know, like I mentioned, Carter blew it on the faceoff and didn't follow his man. But everybody thinks the minute that you say something negative about Gino, oh, you're picking on Gino. You're picking on Gino. Well, no, I am picking on Gino. I would have <laughs> traded him after the 2018 playoff loss to Washington when it was worth a ton. I think 93-point season, he was only 31. That was the time to trade him. Once you kept him, he was eventually going to get to, you know, what he is right now, which is an above-average offensive talent with little regard for any way of playing the game except the way he wants to, despite score and situation, despite risk and reward, and despite what the Penguins are right now. Did you have any problem with any of the goals that Jari gave up today? I wasn't wild about the second one. Uh, I wasn't either, but I don't think he blew the game. No, I don't think he blew it. I, I thought that, I don't know if Ari meant to do this or not, but it was a subtle critique, whether it was intentional or unintentional, where he said that when you get that close to the net, as the goal scorer was, you can really only do one thing in that situation at that speed, and that's to go backhand high, and that's exactly what Jari gave him. Yeah, but it still wasn't the worst. I mean, I'm not going to pin on him, you know, any any undue criticism for that loss when, again, look at the last goal. When they tied at 3-3, Tim, mm -hmm. late after trailing 3-1, right, they should have managed it and made L.A. come to them for the rest of regulation because L.A. played yesterday. Uh, not that the Penguins weren't fatigued. I think that's a big factor in these last three losses, Tim. They Today was their third game in less than four days, which they've had to do a couple times recently and again they they had won 17 of 19 before these three losses so they're playing really well but they they don't manage the situation heck today they didn't even recognize the situation for what it is a lot of people are saying they made a mistake on jared mccann i can't go back in time and change my opinion on that i didn't fault them for dealing him when they did i know he's blossomed but you know what if he's here i'm not sure if he does the same and maybe we don't see what we've seen from rodriguez uh, 
Terry McCann's pretty good. It wasn't a disaster to let him go. Not Tanev either. People complained about Tanev going until he got hurt again. So, no, I don't have a problem with that. Jared McCann leads Seattle in scoring because somebody has to. If you put, like, a good high school team in the NHL, you know, like, say, Bethel Park in one of their good years, they would go 0-82, and somebody would still score 20 goals. Right, because someone's going to score a goal here or there, and there's sort of an NBA quality to that. Like, you know, the Sacramento Kings always have one guy who's worthy of all-star consideration because that's how the NBA works. Right, exactly right. So, no, I'm not... I am not. A, uh, let, let's put it this way. I have a lot bigger complaints right now than them having let Jared McCann go months ago. What would you think of the Flurry to Washington talk? I think it could happen. Oh, you think he's going to be all right with the deal? Mark, yeah. Why wouldn't he? I mean, I, I know what Elliot Friedman said, that he would hesitate to, I don't know if he used the words betray Pittsburgh, but, you know, in so many words, right? That's essentially what he was writing, yes. Yeah, you seen Chicago play this year, Tim? I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. They stay. Yeah. Yeah, so if I were Mark, I'd want to go somewhere and compete. That's Mark's a competitor. Lastly, Mark, what'd you think of all the uh, Tom Brady stuff over the weekend? And it's still not being 100% finalized, it appears. Oh, he's going to retire. He has, what, that bonus on the 4th? Now, you know, that's a, that's a deferred signing bonus. So they could ask for it back. But I, I think they'll feel like they got their money's worth from the guy. So I, I think that uh, I think it's a good move on his part. I, I think he'll be the one guy who didn't stay a year too long. Do you believe Bradshaw said he'd take Roethlisberger over Brady? Did, did Terry say that? That's insane. Yeah, Br- Bradshaw said something to the effect of before he got beat up, he was as good as they were gonna fi- as you were gonna find, even better than the guy in Tampa Bay, is what he said. Well, I don't think he's even better than the guy in Tampa Bay, but yeah, Ben was better before he got beat up, but I don't think Ben kept himself in the optimum shape to try to combat the effects of being beat up. But, but I mean, ben, Ben's really good. I mean, there are people debating whether Brady will keep Ben from being a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think that'll, that'll affect Ben in the least if he's you know meant to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think one thing it will do is guarantee that Rodgers plays another year, no matter what he was thinking, because there's no way that egomaniac would share the stage of Bet River Brady. Sportsbook Although wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. I Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Like I mean, I don't think it's that important. No, no, I don't think, no, absolutely not. Tom Brady isn't considering Ben Roethlisberger in the Hall of Fame one iota when he may, he's not going to play one more year of his life to get in a year later than Ben. Yeah. That's not going through his head. Yeah, so, but, but you know, I mean, I, I actually, I hate the Mount Rushmore stuff, Tim, but I think the Mount Rushmore of all-time American sports does include Brady. I think it's Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady, uh, and all of them because they were not only the best at their respective games, but their stardom transcended their games. Although that said, when you talk about stardom transcending their games, Brady is clearly number four on that list. He was the best player on the most watched sports landscape in America, so I would agree with that, yes. And 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 Tim, it's so clear-cut, I wouldn't even know who number five would be. Who are your four against it, Ali? Ollie, Brady, Jordan, and Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's probably the four I'd go with, too. Um, I mean, are we talking about social impact? Like, you want to get to the Owens-Jackie Robinson layer, or is that... 
something else you would put aside. Yeah, but, 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 but no, I mean, honestly, back then, nobody cared about Jesse Owens. I mean, he came back to America and worked menial jobs. What about Tiger? Nah, didn't, didn't, he didn't win all the majors. No, I mean, he didn't win more than Nicholas. It ain't football, it's golf. Well, the way they're talking about Mason Rudolph, or at least they will by the time uh, August rolls around, I'm sure we'll consider Mason Rudolph as the fifth option. Well, you know, Jonathan Bomboli of this parish had a good Twitter poll, who's the third-best quarterback in Steelers history, and Cordell Stewart won it. I saw that. I didn't see how it ended up. I was wondering how it was going to go between him and Neil. Was it close or no? No, it was like Cordell 51, Neil about 25, then Bobby Lane was third and Bobby Brister was fourth, which is quite the vote of Bobby Brister because I guarantee <laughs> the people who voted for Bobby Lane have no idea even who he is. Mark, how was St. Louis, or am I stupid for even asking? No, it was good. I mean, I, it was uh, it was a tough flight, though, because there were no direct flights. Well, on Southwest, but the timing was bad, and I Southwest is prejudiced against, discriminates against fat people with charging double if you're over a certain you know, size. Mm-hmm. They really do do that, you know. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, and they don't have first class. I could accept that if they had first class. But so, but so the time was bad, so I had to fly Delta, uh, Pittsburgh to Detroit to St. Louis, St. Louis to Atlanta to Pittsburgh. But I did my podcast live with Ric Flair, Eric Bischoff, my old boss from WCW, also guested with us. Great to see EB. And then uh, there's a new wrestling podcast starting called The Wives of Wrestling. And they, and they drop by to guest with us, and they are uh, Kim Orton, Randy Orton's wife, who is just lovely, and, and I've known this for years, how lovely she is, Tim, Giovanna Angle, oh. the wife of Olympic hero Kurt Angle. So we had a great time, and uh, I ate at Hooters for lunch, too, on, on Friday. That was good. I love Hooters. Do you miss the Hooters here in Pittsburgh? I do. Yeah, I really do. And not because of the, you know, the skimpy costumes, because, Tim, they, you know, the costumes vary from city to city with Hooters. Like, the ones in St. Louis were much more revealing than the ones in Vegas where I was last. Is that right? That's surprising to me. Well, I, tighter. Tighter is probably a better way to put it. But, uh, but I think in terms of regular hot wings, just hot, you know what I mean, with, with a little bit of bite, mm-hmm. Hooters wings are as good as any. I always they like- don't have the exotic flavors like Big Shot Bob's, and I still prefer their Big Sexy to any wings anywhere ever, but... But I like the Hooters hot wings, and they're hot, hot buffalo shrimp as well. I liked how they were spiced. Always thought they were a little too overbreaded for me. With the Hooters? Yeah. I don't think that applies to every wing. I think there's the odd wing that comes out that way. My right. line is, Tim, the Hooters in St. Louis was three blocks away from the hotel. <laughs> okay. And like you said, there's not much to do in St. Louis, is there? Oh, no. It was, it was I mean, like, the extent of, I got there late on Thursday. So there was no time to do anything then, and Rick didn't get in until the next day anyway. And then I just went to lunch at Hooters. Rick got there. We did the show. We ate at this place, Hot Shots in O'Fallon, Illinois, where the show was. Came back, had some drinks with, with Eric and Conrad Thompson, who's one of the podcast guys, Dave Green. Well, actually, Conrad and Dave Green are the podcast guys, and then got up the next day and left. We were in the same hotel. Uh, I, I don't know if it's where the wrestlers stay because the pay-per-view was in town Saturday night at the Dome. Okay. But we were right across the street from the Dome. Way too many fans. Oh, yeah. It got a little too thick. Yeah, way too many fans. Like, the next day, Rick and I couldn't even go to breakfast because you just couldn't go to breakfast. Where was it that you had the bad fan interaction? Was it on Long Island? When I got beard? Yeah, when you got beard walking across the parking lot. Was that yeah, I was walking from Nassau Coliseum to the Marriott. <laughs> nothing like, nothing like that right happened in St. Louis, did it? 
No, Tim, they forgot who I am, okay. seriously. <laughs> when I came out to introduce myself for the podcast, I mean, I think some people remember, you know, from Nitro. Yeah. But I said, hey, I'm Mark Madden. For those who don't remember, I'm, I'm the guy who effed up the last year of TNT Monday Nitro. <laughs> you, well, you're selling yourself too short there because it wasn't your fault. <laughs> I, I didn't undo enough damage, though. <laughs> Mark Madden will do damage on Madden Benz Unfiltered, 9.30 a.m. on Monday, so be watching. Again, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.